Welcome to the Ray of Hope Church podcast. We believe that hope changes everything, so get ready for an encouraging message from the Word of God. We pray that you would receive wisdom and revelation as you grow in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Stand with me this morning all over the house. Turn to your neighbor and say, Happy New Year. The Lord was with me last year. The Lord is going to be with me this year. How many of you believe that? He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. His mercy is brand new every morning. And he gives us a mulligan every day. How many of you are glad of that? Have you ever prayed this prayer? And uh, I think you'll find it just very familiar to you. Dear Lord, so far I've done everything right today. I haven't gossiped. I haven't lost my temper. I haven't been greedy, nasty, selfish, overindulgent. haven't sinned, but I'm really glad about uh, my, my day so far. But in a few minutes, God, I'm about to get out of bed. <laughs> and from now on, I think I'm going to need your help. Amen. How many of you believe that? Amen. Bow your head, let's pray together. Father, thank you for bringing us here today. Thank you for speaking into our hearts and allowing us to feel your presence and your mercy and your grace. Lord, we need a word from you today. Lord, we need to feel your presence. We need to know your word. We need instruction. We need inspiration. We need the power of who you are and what you've said. So Lord, today, anoint your word in our hearts and our lips. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm glad you're here today. Deuteronomy chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. Then we turned and set out for the wilderness by the way to the Red Sea, as the Lord spoke to me, and circled Mount Seir for many days. And the Lord spoke to me, saying, You have circled this mountain long enough. Put your finger on the beginning of verse 3 there. Look at, look at the... Uh, Look at the screens. Say this with me. You have circled this mountain long enough. Let's say it again. You have circled this mountain long enough. If we continue on this series and this story of Israel moving from Egypt to the promised land, we, we know that they're headed to a destination. But we also know this, they have complained, they have murmured, they wanted to go back. They thought slavery was better than the position that they're in. And now they're in a holding pattern. In this chapter, this chapter, for 38 years, we have this number in this chapter, for 38 years they've been in a holding pattern. For 38 years, they have been circling through the wilderness. For 38 years, they've been doing the same old thing over and over and over and over. Their life had just been in one big, horrendous circle. Right in the middle of the wilderness. A journey that would have only taken a few weeks has lasted 38 pitiful years. They're circling, doing the same old things over and over and over. 
But you know, when I look at God's creation, there is a circular pattern to everything that God does. Some of it's good, some of it's not so good in our eyes. Do you know the moon circles the earth and the earth circles the sun and all the planets, they circle the sun, this, this solar system that we have is set up in order, it, it is held together, there is this unseen force that we know as gravity. Here's a good question, well, what's holding you together? What, what's holding you and I in a good place? But here's another flip side of that, what's holding us in a bad place? I don't know if you realize this, but you and I can be held in a bad place now. God allowed them to circle Mount Seir for a while, but, you know, even God gets tired of us every once in a while, I think, don't you? Listen to what he said to Moses. He said, you guys have been circling this mountain way too long. You're going around and around. Can you imagine with me, if you've been on the journey, and you're on this journey, and, you know, you go one day, and you go two days, and you go three days, and you go four days, and five days, and I'll tell you what, you get familiar with that rock, and that rock, and that rock, and you say, man, I've seen this, this scenery over and over and over. This landscape is getting far too familiar for me. Can I hear an amen? amen. And evidently, not only did they get tired of it, God got tired of it because he said, listen, he said, you've circled this mountain way too long. It's time to move on from this place. And I think maybe the Lord brought me here today to talk to somebody about moving on from this place. Whatever place you're in. But, you know, just like that mountain, there was something that held them together. What mountain are you circling today? Is it the mountain of unforgiveness or bitterness or could it be pride or someone has hurt you or abused you? It could be insecurity. It could be a poor self-image you have. Are you offended? Have you had some pain and suffering or fear and your past and your failure is keeping you circling that same old place over and over and over and over and there's that gravitational pull of your pain, that gravitational pull of your insecurity, that gravitational pull that someone is not what you thought they should be or who they said they were. This is what I found out. I can't change everybody. The only person I can change is me. Some of you are in a holding pattern because somebody has hurt you or offended you or disappointed you and you're waiting for them to change. Grow up! The problem is not if we have problems. But is it the same old problems we had last year and the year after and the year after? We keep having the same old issues. And you say, well, it's their fault. Oh, no. How long are you going to circle that mountain? How long are you going to circle that issue? How long are you going to let this be an issue? How long are you going to just keep circling and circling and circling? Sometimes you and I just got to step up and say, you know what? God said it's time to move on. You've circled this mountain way too long. The pull of our pain can just keep us in a holding pattern. We can go round and round and round. Can I ask you a question? What mountain are you circling this morning? We all got them. I mean, nobody gets a pass in this life. Are, are you circling the mountain of marriage? How many of you know, Carrie and I have been around that mountain a few times. Y'all are so holy. 
You, you've been around that mountain? Well, when she straightens up, I'll straighten up. Well, when he straightens up, I'll straighten up. Hey, why don't you straighten up and just see what he does? Why don't you straighten up and just see what she does? Well, no, we're just going to circle this mountain. We're going to circle. 50 years, you're still, you're still circling. 30 years, you're still circling. 40 years, you're still circling. You know what you need to do? Quit circling the mountain. Just keep moving on. Just move on to a better place. Do you believe God has a better place for us? I believe that. Matter of fact, in this text, the Bible says that God is moving them to a promised land. But sometimes in the move of the promised land, we get in this holding pattern and we circle and we circle. Well, that's Dow's fault. I can't move on because Dow. I can't move on because of Cheryl. I can't move on because of Carrie. No, you can't move on because you decided you're not going to move on. That's why you're not moving on. It's not their fault. It's your fault. I'm not saying they get a pass. I'm not saying they're not wrong. I'm not saying that they're not just a, a, a horrible person. But let me tell you, don't circle that mountain forever. When are you going to move on from that? When am I going to move on from that? I can't keep circling that mountain. God said it's time to move on, Moses. But about the mountain of loss this, this week, I tell you what, we've had a horrible week. We've had loss in the church. We have hurt. We have pain. We have sorrow. We have anguish. But you know what? There's a point you have to move on. And, and as much as we don't want to move on because it is that unfamiliar territory that we're going to, they've never been this way before. They've never traveled this journey before. They've never been to this mountain before. But once they got there, they decided they'd just circle, 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 circle until God said, what are you doing? You've got to move on here. You're just going in circles. There is something about our hurt. There's something about our loss. There's something about our pain. There's something about that offense. There's something about life that just keeps you in a holding pattern. And you just keep going round it and round it and round it. We can either languish in our history or we can move forward to our future. You and I can stay in the past or we can pursue our purpose. Now, if you want to stay in the past, guess what? You can do that. If you want to languish in your history, you can do that. But God says, hey, quit circling, start moving. Quit going round in circles, keep going. But the wonderful thing about God is he provides the newness for us to do that. Let me give you a verse. This is actually Romans chapter uh, 6, verse 4. I, I looked at this this week, and I'm trying to get a new perspective of what Paul is telling us in this passage. He says, therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. You know, your walk in Christ is not a one-time newness of salvation. Now, I'm thankful for that. I want to tell you, when I came to the Lord Jesus Christ, when I got up from an altar of prayer, I literally was changed. I kind of like what Brother Ben said. God took the old man out, put a new man in, never undid a button on my shirt. Do you know he can do that? He can take the old out of you, put the new in you, and never undo a button on your shirt. But as good as that is, and when I left that night of that church, I felt like I was walking three feet off the carpet. I felt like the weight of the world was off me. The sin uh, uh, was off me. The iniquities that I had done was off of me. You know why? Because he forgave me. I repented. He forgave me. You know what? He's good about that. If you confess it, he'll forgive it. If you come to him, he'll come to you. 
Matter of fact, he's already made the first move on the cross. He's just waiting for you now to make your move. And as good as that was, look at this verse. We don't just have newness of life. Paul said we walk in it. We walk in it. The wonderful thing about the walk with God is the newness of every day. Every day his mercy is brand new. Every day he has grace and more grace. Every day you can come to him in repentance. Do you know I did that this morning? When I was driving in, I said, Lord, your word says, John wrote in his first letter, he said, I'm faithful and just to confess my sin and my iniquity. Lord, you're, you're faithful and just to forgive me of all my sin and my iniquity. So, Lord, here I am this morning. I'm fixing to go preach for these people. I'm going to go minister to these people. We're, we're going to worship together. So, Lord, cleanse me. Use me as a vessel of honor today. Now, I don't think sometimes I'm even worthy for you to even do that in my life, but the integrity of who you are is greater than who I think you are. So, I can what? Walk in newness of life. Every day you get up, what do you do? You start your walk. Next day you get up, start your walk. Every day his mercy is brand new. Every day he has more grace. Every day he has more favor. Not only every day, hey, how about every year? If you've had some losses, if you had some pain, if you had some tragedy, if you had some failure in 2016, here's the good news. That's gone. Today is a new day. This is 2017. Now, you talk about circular. My mind, this is the way I perceive things. The new year is circular for me. I, you know, I, I start in January, go all the way around, then, then I'm, I'm back to January again. You know what that is? That's a fresh start. But it's not a fresh start just every year. How many of you know it's a fresh start every day? Every day there's a new opportunity. Every year there's a new opportunity. I can put things behind me and I can press to the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Every day I can do that. Every year I can do that. A new opportunity for me. And every day you can do that. Or we can keep circling. We can just keep circling. And, and this is what I found out. Movement's not always progress. How are you, Pastor Mike? I'm on the move. How are you? I tell you what, I'm, I'm on the move. I'm on the move, brother. I'm on the move, sister. I'm on the move. And I may be wearing this carpet out, but I'm on the move. Are you progressing? I don't know, but I'm on the move. Are you gaining ground? I'm not for sure, but I'm on the move. There's something out there that's got a gravitational pull on me. It's not letting me get out of this holding pattern. Is it my hurt? Is it my failure? Is it my pain? Is it my low self-image? Is somebody out there that offended me and I can't let it go? Has somebody done something to me, abused me, and I can't get past that? Well, no, I can get past it. I guess I just don't want to. I just let it have its hold on me. Somebody disappointed me. They're not who I thought they should be. So therefore, I'm in a holding pattern. So next year, I'll have the same issue. That's right. In 2018, I'll have the same issue. 
2020, I'll have the same issue. God's got enough power to get you out of that orbit. God's got enough grace to get you out of that orbit. You have enough wisdom this morning to get out of that orbit. Why, why would you let that thing have its gravitational pull on you? Everybody's got a mountain in their life just like Mount Seir. And God's coming to us this morning and say, why, why are you still circling this thing? Why is your marriage after 50 years still in the same condition? Why is your self-esteem after 30 years still in the same position? Something's got a gravitational pull on you. You're attached to something. You're attached to something you don't even know what you're attached to. Something's got you bound. You don't even know what's binding you. But I've come to set you free. I've come to give you abundant life. Here's the mountain. Do you know two times in the New Testament Jesus said, isn't this odd? God said in the Old Testament, he said, quit circling this mountain. It's time to move on. And if you look in this chapter, Deuteronomy chapter 2, he says you're going to move through some new territory. Some of these people are going to want to fight you. Don't fight them. He said you're going to have to pay the price. It's going to cost you to eat. It's going to cost you to drink. Some of you are not going to want to uh, let you pass through. You may have to resist them. You may have to fight. How many of you know you're not going to get through this journey without a fight? You're not going to get through this journey without it costing you something. What in the world are mature Christians whining about when they think something hurts? This is the world. This is not heaven. It is going to hurt you. It is going to cost you. But here's the good news. He is well able to get you from point A to point B. In spite of the cost, in spite of the pain, in spite of the fight, He can get you there. And when you feel like that mountain has that hold on you and you're circling and you're circling and you're circling and you're circling two times in the New Testament, Jesus said, speak to that mountain. Isn't that amazing? That the Lord said, hey, speak to that mountain and say, be thou removed, cast into the sea. Don't let that mountain have a gravitational pull on your life. Why is it called a mountain? Because there's some things in our life that are so big, they look like mountains. I mean, they're huge. Let's, let, let's not diminish it. If you've been hurt, it's huge. If you've been disappointed, it's huge. If you had loss, it's huge. If you have pain, it's huge. I want to tell you, it's huge. We're not diminishing the pain. We're not diminishing the hurt. We're not diminishing the issue. We're not diminishing the abuse. It's huge. It's a mountain. But God is greater than all the mountains in your life. Matter of fact, not only is he greater than all the mountains in your life, he gave you the power to speak to the mountain. That's the wonderful part of this. He said, speak to the mountain and say, be thou removed. You know what? You can't keep circling a mountain that you have control over through the power of Almighty God. You see, either I'm going to let that gravitational pull of my problem, my pain, my hurt, my marriage, my finances, my failure, my sin, my iniquity, 
or I'm going to resolve that through the power and the mercy and the grace and the blood of God, the blood of Jesus Christ, the power of God. And if I do that, guess what happens? The mountain no longer can keep me in its gravitational pull. I can be free. You know what? If I just kept circling down there in, in the, the center, some of you would say, how long is he going to circle? He'd been walking in that circle for five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. But goodness gracious, that's a short time because some people have been circling for 50 years. They've been circling for 20 years. They've been circling for a month or two months or five years or 10 years. What's in the middle of your circular motion that is keeping you tied where you're not moving to where God wants you to go? You say, well, if I go over here, there won't be any mountains. You know what I found out? There's mountains everywhere. There's mountains in Comanche, there's mountains in Duncan, there's mountains in Marlow, there's mountains in Loco and Walters, there's mountains in Oklahoma City. There are no marriages that don't have mountains. There are no children that don't have mountains. I deserve a better amen than that. There are no jobs that don't have mountains. There's no friendships. There's no working relationships that don't have mountains. Well, well you know, I, I don't have one. Hold on. One will just rise from the earth. You're not going to be mountain free. Jesus said that. He said, in this world, you're going to have tribulation. There's going to be mountains. Rise up in your world. But don't let them have a hold on you. Don't keep circling them over and over and over. Moses, how long... Are you going to circle this mountain? It's time to move on. Say to the mountain, Be thou removed, cast into the sea. Quit circling the same old things. Time to move on. Some of you have circled drug addiction, you've circled alcoholism. Circled pornography. You circled bitterness, unforgiveness. Somebody hurt you, disappointed you. We get this list of over and over and over and over. You see, it's not what the mountain is; it's who you are in relationship to the mountain, and it's how you're going to function in relationship to the mountain. Don't let that gravitational pull keep you in that circular motion because you're moving, but you're not going anywhere. And I'm going to guess, for me and you, every one of us, at one time in our life, we've been there. But the good news is this morning, is the Lord says, it's time to move on. It's time to move on. It's time to move on. I want you to bow your head. We are so thankful you joined us today. We would love to hear from you at rayofhopepodcast at gmail.com. Let us know how you are encouraged and how we can pray for you. Remember, Christ in you is the hope of glory, and hope changes everything.